Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our uh, Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. And I have a another guest here to start off the season. Um, she is um, Amy Saloner. Is that correct, Amy? Did I say that, that right? correct. <laughs> Good. And I know Amy and I met through a podcast collaborative group, and uh, she really impressed me. And I wanted to ask her to join us because of what she can share with our audience. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Amy. Um, she is actually out of the West Coast. Y'all know I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> but I've been meeting a whole lot of West Coast people, which is great, and been adding them to my podcast. Um, so, Amy is a licensed clinical social worker functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and is the co-founder of the Intentional Community, the Emerald Village in North County, San Diego, one of my favorite cities. <laughs> she has worked with children and families for more than 30 years in community mental health, for-profit and nonprofit behavioral health and educational organizations. She is passionate about preparing teens and their families as they launch into adulthood with the skills and resilience to thrive. Well, welcome, Amy. I'm so glad you could join us today. Thank you, Han. It's such an honor. Well, tell us a little bit about, uh, just to start off the podcast, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your journey into what got you to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it started way back <laughs> uh, with, you know, a challenging challenge childhood and uh, just realizing in high school that I really, um, I wanted to go into become a therapist because I didn't want other teens to go through the same challenges that I went through. Mm -hmm. uh, just felt like I was there to be an understanding person and uh, who'd been through, you know, really difficult things. And I went to college I went I had a very clear vision to become a therapist so I, I went to school and became a licensed clinical social worker and I knew I wanted to work with children and families and I did that um, and quickly realized that you know my gifts were really about taking lots of different ideas and bringing them together in ways um, that um, synthesizing information so that you can take lots of different ideas and really make it tangible. And so I was quickly promoted into positions where I was running programs and became the clinical director of an organization, which required me to, you know, teach both families and staff. And um, I really loved that. I loved teaching. 
and uh, and then I had a, a child and I decided to leave work and um, but I couldn't you know I couldn't be idle I was still you know really interested in um, in helping people and I got into the birth and baby world um, and started running large events to educate people about their options so, you know, the social worker and me couldn't couldn't stop sharing resources so um, that's where I went and you know I started you know through my adolescence and young adulthood I had a lot of health challenges and it, in my 30s I realized that I needed to do something different and um, began to get help in more holistic realms so started to get involved in that and um, I went back to school to become a nutritional therapist because I found that nutrition and lifestyle was the thing that was helping me the most. Um, so I was like, how can I integrate this into you know, my work? And so that's where, again, my ability to synthesize, um, I began to start to bring together these ideas that I'd learned um, for as you know, the psychological, the emotional, the relational, um, and now the physical, and you know, holistic health, how mm -hmm. do we empower people? And so I came back to my roots of working with teens um, and bringing these ideas together. And here I am today running my own practice um, and sort of looking at things from many different angles to help families to find their way. Wow, that's quite the journey. It has been. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, definitely, I uh, know you bring a lot of wealth and value to families for sure, especially during this trying time that we have going on in this world. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the um, first question is, um, so let's talk about resiliency yes. for teens. And what does that really mean? I know people hear the word resilience, but mm -hmm. for teens, what, what does that look like or mean right. in, in this so day and time? You know, you hear the term resilience a lot. It's like, oh, that person is resilient. You know, they faced a lot of things and they, you know, they lived to tell. And um, that is true. Resilience is the ability to bounce back or to become stronger after going through some sort of challenge. But what I like to come to is that um, resilience is more than just having to go through something challenging because um, we're all going to do that. It's actually learning skills and understanding yourself in such a way that when you actually do face a challenge, you have the capacity to bounce back in a better way. You don't have to just go through a trauma, you know, have PTSD and then be resilient after that. You can know the, the skills and strategies to actually go through those things, fall down. Failure is actually a really important part of adolescence and a lot of parents get really afraid. They don't want their kids to fail. And what I like to say is, you know, we want actually, we want kids to fail. We want them to do it in a way that's safe um, so that they can learn who they are and their capacity to bounce back when they face those challenges in the future. Uh, I agree, boy. They Really one big thing children need to definitely learn is there's always going to be obstacles in their way, things that happen, things that you never would have thought would have happened exactly. <laughs> and they showed up. <laughs> and how do you deal with that? Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and don't let it don't let it really rattle you too much. <laughs> yeah, and it might rattle you, but know how to process through that in a good way mm -hmm. because hard things should be rattling. They should mm -hmm. shake you up a little bit. 
but do we have the skills and the strategies to basically shake it off, right? To, to move through it, to process, to feel it fully and then be able to move forward. And that's what we want to teach our kids. And, and of course, in education, as an educator myself, I mean, we don't really have time to teach that in school, right? So you wonder where do, where do kids get, where do they learn to develop those skills, right? Yeah. Got to yeah, be at home, worldly experiences, people like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's so many, yeah, there's so many avenues and having, um, having mentors, having coaches, having um, experiences um, and having the people in their life, both their parents and their teachers with this understanding in mind so mm. that there are continually opportunities all the time. And I talk to parents and they say, well, you know, when we're, you, when we're, um, I was talking to a family yesterday uh, about their strategy and process for preparing their child um, for the college process, you know, and they had a really great, they had a really great attitude about it. It was really one of curiosity and it was one of, of giving the child steps to do so that mm -hmm. they could figure it out on their own and they weren't being told or their hand held completely through the whole process. You know, there's, there's this developmental process. I call it the um, hourglass of, uh, of responsibility that from, from childhood, parents are holding the responsibility, you know, at that top of that hourglass of, um, of holding the frame of all the things and, and the agreements. And as the child gets older and they learn skills, that hourglass turns and the sand slowly begins to land into the child's hands, growing more and more. The, the, they should be growing the capacity to hold the responsibility of their life. It doesn't happen at once. That sand doesn't fall all at once. It shouldn't. We need mm -hmm. to do it slowly over time from young childhood into adolescence. There are certain steps along the way that can help them to, mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to hold its capacity. I use that term a lot, mm -hmm. the capacity to hold all these right. things. And it's interesting because I, I'm glad you brought up mentors because I think that might be one of the things that's missing these days is, you know, people don't live with their extended families anymore. Grandma, grandma, grandfather are not around. They're out of town. So right. I guess they don't, kids don't think about picking up the phone and talking to them uh, or neighbors. Pretty much everybody's so busy. They're to themselves. It's not the way we grew up, probably. No. <laughs> um, so then it comes down to your parents, maybe your coaches, right? If you're into sports, um, yeah. other, there's nothing wrong with, you know, finding a mentor in another parent, your, your, you know, your friend's parent, uh, exactly. father or mother. Yeah. I just think there needs to be more people that they can turn to for sure. And not think there's anything wrong with yeah. asking people, what do you think about this? I mean, we don't know everything. There's no way we can know everything in this world. No. Um, I've asked a million questions over time. <laughs> <laughs> Special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Sarah did well on her SATs in every area except math, which she had scored 200 out of 800. 
Her mother struggled to find a program to help Sarah with the area she struggled in. She came to Dynamis Learning Academy and we set up an individual program customized for her so it would help her increase her score. When she took the test again, she increased her score by 400 points. If your child is struggling with SAT or ACT prep and you know they will benefit from individual support, connect with us at Dynamis Learning Academy. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. Um, going into the next question, teen anxiety, depression, attentional challenges are all at an all-time high right now. Is medication the only answer? So, the, yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so medication is an answer. But as we know, medication has side effects. It has, you know, it has it own, its own downsides. And, and I'm not opposed to medication, but my philosophy is there's a few other things that we need to look at first. Um, a lot of things that we're actually learning a lot about right now that we didn't know many years ago. But that's some of the things that I do and why I use a holistic approach is that I'm going to look at a lot of other things before I encourage someone to go see a psychiatrist for medication. You know, um, one of the big ones for me, obviously, as a nutritional therapist, is that there are actual nutrient deficiencies and things related to nutrition specifically that we don't even realize. Um, and all it takes is a simple blood test to mm. see whether or not somebody has nutrient deficiencies. Some of the most common ones are you know, we can have overloads of things and we can have deficiencies in things. And it's as simple as things like copper and folic acid and iron, um, uh, methionine, they could be heavy metals, um, zinc, the B vitamins. There are, there are a number of things that for any one person will actually demonstrate mental health um, you know, emotional and behavior challenges because of nutritional insufficiencies or overloads. And it's such a simple thing to take a blood test and have someone like a functional nutritional therapy practitioner who is trained in blood work, like myself, to actually just take a look. Is there something happening that could be modulated with nutrition? And unfortunately, we're an un overfed and undernourished society. We are definitely uh -huh. not necessary. We may be eating a lot, but it doesn't mean we're actually getting the nutrients that we need. So one of my first things to look at with families is what is the nutrient status of the child? What's their blood sugar regulation? Because blood sugar regulation, you know, hypoglycemia, getting hangry, you know, uh -huh. mood swings can absolutely be related to whether or not the child's getting enough proteins and fats and, and or too many carbohydrates or too many sugars. Um, hydration is a huge one. Hydration leads back to everything. And most people, if you get, if you're someone who gets a headache, the first thing that you should do is drink some water because, right. <laughs> because I'm bad about that. That's why I know I get the headache in the back of my head. <laughs> so start with water, right? So nutrient status is something that we've like overlooked for many, many years, but it's actually a really important thing. There's also sleep. Like, is your child getting enough sleep? Mm. Is your child managing their stress? Do they know how to manage their stress? Do they understand how their nervous system works? To be able to understand when they're getting into a state that's over 
excited and not able to swing back into a state of recovery and repair. These are very simple tools um, that I teach my students all the time. Um, before I would do medication, I would actually look at if someone has experienced great stress and trauma in their life as a young person, are they, have they been to therapy? Are they seeing somebody to do some sort of therapeutic treatment that's related to trauma? If it's an older adolescent, are they using substances? You know, if they are drinking and smoking marijuana and maybe trying other things, it's something to look at because these can affect the mood of the child. And then, you know, something that you talked about um, this uh, that we've touched on already is mentorship. And that is looking at the connections and the relationships that our children have. Because so much right now is our, our kids are isolated. They have um, the pandemic created. So these, the statistics of depression, anxiety, um, suicidality, all of these things were already really, really high um, in our country um, before the pandemic. And they've gone through the roof, particularly um, for a number of, for some specific populations like the LGBTQ and, um, you know, uh, black and brown people. They, these are, they're, um, facing way more stresses mm. than, um, than some other kids. And so we see these numbers have just risen and risen. So that idea of what kind of connection and relationships and support do these kids actually have with another human face-to-face -face that's providing reflection and support for them. So these are things that I would look at first before I would go to medication. Can we address some of these challenges through coaching, through therapy, through mentorship, through uh, nutritional therapy, whatever that is to understand what's happening um, first. And then if there is such an imbalance that we can't address it, then medication can be one of those um, additional supports that can help. That can help. Yep, that's, I agree. There's definitely a lot of avenues to look at first before jumping into medication. I know a lot of parents do not want to jump into medication immediately. Oh. So just had this conversation with a parent the other day. Exactly. Um, so yeah. what, would, what would you say are the foundational needs of adolescents today? So this is something um, that's I'm very passionate about actually that when I talk about a holistic practice and what I do, I look at four pillars that are important for every single adolescent. Um, and this is uh, the foundation to, to my work. So we, I always start with the body and we just talked about that. Um, kids today, they need to understand what nutrition is, how to care for themselves in their body, to understand their nervous system and how that works and how that um, affects their stress and their, their ability to cope. You need to understand how your body and what is actually happening neurologically. So in adolescence, from the ages of 12 to 25, a teen's brain is completely remodeling. So parents need to understand this and understand what it is that's happening for them to be able to support them in an appropriate way and to understand that some of their behavior is not malicious, it's actually coping and it's functional for the age that they are. 
So when teens and parents understand, okay, as a foundation, my body here is actually what is happening and how it works optimally. That's number one. Number two is their mind. It's their skills. Are they learning the skills that they need to be able to problem solve and function in the world? Again, their executive functioning, their prefrontal cortex does not co come completely online till 25, but they are still learning skills to help support that growth and development. Mm. Are they learning how to take care of themselves? Are they learning how to do research? Are they learning how to complete forms and, and are they learning how to negotiate? Are they learning relational skills and boundaries and who am I and who are you? So these pieces, the, um, the hard and soft skills that our kids need have to be, we have to be paying attention to what they're learning and what they're not. The fourth thing is what I call heart and that is our connection and that's our community. It's the me within the we. What, mm -hmm. what our schools have been focused on for so long is achievement and success through achievement. And what I would like to begin to reframe is how about success as um, are we a good citizen, mm -hmm. right? Do we understand who we are as a human and what our needs are? I mean, how many of us as adults still are trying to figure out what exactly our needs are? We never, we, we never learned, we, you know, and we ask for our needs in really subversive ways. But when kids actually begin to understand who they are in relation to the community and the, and the people that they're with, whether mm -hmm. that's family, whether that's their school, whether that's their, their larger community, maybe their church community, who am I, the me? within mm. the we of the world and how does my behavior affect you and how does your behavior affect me and how can we begin to negotiate those parameters of being in relation with each other that's number three number four is purpose and our kids need to know again who they are and where they're going and i teach a lot about this idea that um you know, in other cultures, in times long ago, there were, and in some religious um, activities and cultures now, there are rites of passage. Mm. There are moments in time that we mark and we acknowledge where this person is, where they've been, and where they're going. For some families who either are disillusioned by the church or um, don't have um, a strong sense of that, or just, you know, are not really clear what's actually happening. It's hard to anchor and help a child to anchor into this moment in time if we don't have these ways to, to acknowledge um, these moments that are happening. We have, you know, graduations. We have, um, in some cultures, there's confirmations and bar and bat mitzvahs, and there's, mm -hmm. And there's, um, you know, getting your driver's license. For young girls, it's starting menstruation. There's different moments in time that unless we bring back the meaning of mm -hmm. what these are to us, they don't have to be what our parents did. They can be what is meaningful. But these moments in time and helping our kids to be surrounded by their community in a loving way and help them to begin to anchor in to who I am, 
in relation to who you are. And mm. this, this helps them to know as they go forward, what their purpose is here on this planet. Mm. And we can help them to see that they have gifts and talents and capacities that maybe they don't see, then they can begin to see the pathways open up before them. It causes less anxiety and more ability to cope and become resilient. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you did a really great job. I am so glad I brought you on. Um, <laughs> I know people can reach you right through your website at yeah. amysaloner.com, A-M-Y-S-A-L-O-N-E-R.com. There'll also be podcast notes for those of you listening. Um, yeah. She's on Instagram under resilient family underscore resilient teen. Um, also a YouTube channel, and uh, that'll be in the podcast notes. So I just want to end by asking what else, uh, how, I know you have something coming up in October um, and uh, you're launching a resilient teen community. Tell our audience real quick about that particular program for parents. Yes. So um, this last year I ran um, uh, a support group online for parents of um, juniors and seniors. And it was so profound. Um, these parents were really, you know, as their child was going through the process of applying to colleges, um, I collaborated with some um, college uh, admissions coaches and um, some really wonderful people. And what we, what we realized was that parents were going through all their own emotions about this process. And they're really, you know, unless they were seeing somebody specifically, the college admissions coaches are really focused on the students and their process and their journey. And the parents are sort of like, wow, you know, like this is all happening and I'm having all the feels, you know, I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, you know, all the things. And so I wanted to create a space for parents of high school students to, um, know that they have um, resources and each other to, again, we're talking about community. We have to demonstrate mm -hmm. to our kids how important community is by making sure that we're surrounded by supportive community as well. So it's a membership. It's, you know, you can do it month to month. You can buy the whole package, um, but it's an opportunity to have a monthly call um, to just talk about what's happening. And there's themes every month that relate to what's happening in the college admissions process. Um, I bring on guest speakers to talk about very specific aspects of what their kids might need through the journey in preparation that relates to these pillars. Um, and, you know, there's a, um, a social network platform and it allows, and there's content and things that are shared. So it's not a lot of effort. Um, it's just time to be able to connect uh, on a monthly basis and receive resources and support um, that might just make that journey a little easier for the family and their team. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I can't wait to see this uh, program once it launches. It'll be, I'm sure, very beneficial to parents of teenagers. Um, but thank you very much for joining us again uh, today. I appreciate you coming on, Amy. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And we will see you again on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents successful students podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. 
Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.